excuse me. Yesterday, I posted on social media about our upcoming witness and outreach opportunities. Um, you know, we'll be doing the Easter egg hunt, as, as my wife has already mentioned this morning, that we'll be doing the Easter egg hunt right around the corner here at Holston River Park. Um, that'll be March 13th. Then the very next week, we have Easter Sunday. Um, so I posted on social media or pro- reached out to individuals and I said, one of the things that I asked for you or that I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually pleading this morning is that we begin to pray for these outreach opportunities. And not just these, but all those that we have coming up in the future. So I believe that, that part of preparing for these opportunities is bathing them in prayer. There were three prayers I specifically asked us to pray along with our normal, regular, everyday prayers. The first prayer was that God would prepare in us a pure heart. The second prayer was that He would reveal if there's any hidden sin, any unconfessed sin that is within us, and that once that sin, once that is revealed to us, that at that time we will promptly confess that sin. And clear up, clear up any iniquity, anything that's, that's bound within us. And then lastly, the third prayer I ask is that we would begin to pray for the hearts and souls of all those that will be in attendance at these events. So this morning, before we go any further, I, I would like to open up with prayer. Because that's where it brings us to today's message. So let us pray the Lord's have His will. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I, uh, again, I come before you this morning, Lord, and, and Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to stand in front of your children and preach your holy word. Father, I pray first and foremost, if there's any sin, any iniquity, anything that may hinder you using me this day to convey your word, then Father, I pray that you'll forgive me. I pray that, Lord God, that I will be one that, that will proclaim your holy word, Lord God, not not to make myself look good, Lord, but just to to reach the lost souls and have them come to know you as their Savior. So, Father, this morning, I just pray your will will be done in this place, Lord God. May your spirit flow freely. And, Father, most importantly, may you have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. And as we're turning to Matthew chapter 6, we'll be looking in uh, verse 5 and going down from there to verse 15. <clears throat> like I said, I, I've reached out and, and it's funny as, as we were talking about prayer requests during our offering this morning and, and I've asked you to be in prayer. I've been thinking about this very concept and, and about prayer. Luke chapter 11 verse 1, we recount a story that is being told where Jesus's disciples comes to him asking him to teach them how to pray and Jesus proceeds to instruct them with the Lord's prayer or or also known as the model prayer for today's lesson I will be looking at Matthew's account of this story in Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 and I'll read or begin reading And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. 
But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. And here's the model prayer. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. But if, ye will, but if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye, their, if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you yours. I added a couple of words in there for emphasis. So as, as we have read in, in Matthew and talk about this model prayer, there's a couple of things that, that stuck out to me. And I, I tell you, I, I like to, to break it down verse by verse a lot of times, but for the sake of time this morning, we're going to just look at a few of these verses. Verse 5, it says, And when thou pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. What is a hypocrite? I, I, I was thinking hard about this. This What is a hypocrite? It is somebody who is, as we say in today's terms, they're two-faced. They say one thing and they expect another. Or they say one thing and they do another. They're being a hypocrite. Another way, if you look at the biblical times, it's saying that this is somebody who attends church, but is not really part of the fold. They're two-faced. They're hypocrites. And, and, and in the world today, we see a lot of this where people attend, they'll sit in a pew and they'll preach, they'll teach, they'll walk, they'll talk, they'll act like they have a relationship with God when in reality they don't. That's what he's saying. He's saying, don't be like a hypocrite who stands up in front of everybody else, as it says in the synagogues. And, and they pray out loud and they, and they have these nice, wonderful, beautiful prayers. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, or I'm not saying there's something wrong with big, beautiful prayers. I love hearing a, a good, godly man or woman that, that is really in tune with the Lord reach out and lift up a prayer. Man, it's beautiful. But there are those that will just pray. They will stand up and they will say these nice, almost, almost like a song prayer. But their heart was never in it. It goes on to say in in verse 14 and 15. Or excuse me, back up. Verse (laughs) 7. Sorry about that. I'm getting lost. But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. What is a heathen? When you think of a heathen, what do you think of? What, what do you envision? I can tell you the biblical account of what a heathen is, is somebody who does not belong to a church at all. They don't attend church. They don't show up at church. They don't claim church. And I say church. They have no relationship with the Father. That's what a biblical definition of a heathen is. They pray and they pray and they keep praying 
And they keep praying. And they use vain repetitions. Or, or what they're saying is they keep saying it. And they think that... And, and I'm going to pick on my kids for a second. And they'll get mad at me here in just a little bit. But when, when your kid... Excuse me. Pardon me. Your kids will come up to you and they will ask you for something. You may tell them no. Then they'll say, but can't. No. But, but, can't. No. Well, what it? No. And they'll keep on. And that's what he's describing here. These heathens, these, these individuals that have not got a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, they have not been born again. They're constantly praying, asking, 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 thinking that because they ask so much that finally God would just say, like we as parents have done in the past, okay, fine, just leave me alone. That's what, that's, that's what Matthew's saying here. Or what Jesus is saying in Matthew's recounting. We go on to verse 12. This is the verse that has really gotten me over the last little bit. Like I said, we've talked about praying. We've talked about, last time I I stood up here and preached, we talked about brotherly love. And how we need to love one another and, and what that looks like. You know, the forgiveness. The forgetting. Those things that, that we so often try to sweep under the rug. Well, let's look at what Jesus says about it. Verse 12. Forgive us our debts. Another word for debt there is sin. As we forgive our debtors, those that we feel sinned against us. He goes on to say in verse 14 and 15, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you yours. And I got thinking about that. And I'll be honest with you, that's kind of a scary thing in my book. If if I feel like you have done me wrong, and I do not forgive you, I do not reconcile with you. I do not try to make it right with you. According to Scripture, it says that God won't do the same for me. I'll say this carefully because of the simple fact that I believe that once you are saved, you are saved. Period. It will be an eternal salvation. I believe once you are forgiven, once you ask for that, sal- that forgiveness of salvation, that you are forgiven for all your sin. I believe in this case that what, what Christ is saying to individuals is, you know, how can I forgive you? I'm saying Christ speaking. How can I forgive you? And you accept that forgiveness if you're not willing to forgive someone else and, ex- and accept theirs. How can that happen? Before we can even come to the altar, before we can even come to the altar, the Bible tells us, and look one page over, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 24, that before we can even come to the altar, that we must make our lives right with one another. And I'm going to read it. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. 
But I say unto you that whosoever is angry, whosoever is angry with their brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother has aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou, thou art in a way with him. Lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. So before I can come to this altar, if I have a problem with a brother, if I have a problem with a sister, I must confess it. I must cleanse it. I must go to that individual and do everything in my power to make it right with them. That's what the Bible tells us. Now, with that being said, let's say I, I, I go to an individual and, and, and I, I confess to them or I try to reconcile with them or I try to, to make up with them whatever reason, whatever way, and I go before them and I've done my part, but that individual chooses not to forgive. I've done my part. I am clear to come to the altar because now I've confessed it between me and God, I've come to that individual that I've had a problem with and I've laid it on the line with them and now I can come to the altar because my heart is pure. My heart is clean. My heart is ready and willing for God's will. At that point, it falls on to them. Why is this so important? <laughs> when you have something between you and another, then fellowship is broken. When there is a break in that fellowship, it also causes a break in the fellowship between man and God. This is where I believe it's, it's not just ought or, or, or an argument or, or despite between a brother and a sister or brothers and sisters. Isaiah 59, turn it with me. I want, I want y'all to read this. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2. I think they took it out of my Bible. Isaiah 59, verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to read out of the King James, but because that's the one I love the most and I understand the most. But it says, if you're there, just shake your hand or something. Water. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither His ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities has separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, that He will not hear. Our sins as, as a saved individual, in which we all sin, I'll be the first one to tell you I sin. Um, if you say you have no sin, then you make God a liar. I'm just telling you straight from the Word. Because all have sinned and all have fell short of the glory of God. 
Our sins, that sin that we have in our hearts that that we hide, that we try to sweep under the rug, that we won't let other people know. God knows. And He tells us when we do those sins, when we have that unconfessed sin, that our sins will break that fellowship with Him. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand that and, and, and think that when it breaks that fellowship, that you're losing your salvation because that's not the case. Romans 8, 35-39 tells us or reassures us that once we're saved, there ain't nothing. Sorry about the southern. There ain't nothing that can take us out of the hand of God or nothing that can remove His love from us. Just like a parent with the child. Just like a brother with a sister. I've got brother, my, my biological brother and my biological sister. There are times that, that I am, I, I'll say it, I'm angry with them. Because of choices they've made in life. But that doesn't change my love for them. It may cause a separation, a brief separation between me and my brother. Or me and my sister. But it doesn't change my love. Same thing with God. There may be that break, but it doesn't change how much He loves you. I believe, and I can show you through Scripture, that God only hears the prayers of a humble and repentant heart. We get that heart by remaining in the right relationship with God. As David prayed in Psalms 139, 23, and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. I believe David prayed asking that God would reveal anything that might hinder their relationship. A pure heart equals a humble and repentant heart. A humbled heart. A repentant heart. A humble heart is is someone that realizes that I can't make it without God. A repentant heart is is looking at the things that, that are around me that I may have done or may not have done, but I need to get before an almighty God and ask forgiveness. It may be just a little sliver of a thought that I had in my childhood. I pray God will reveal these sins to me. I pray that God will reveal these iniquities to me so that I can stand firmly before Him with a pure and humbled heart. Knowing there is nothing I can do to change anything except give it over to Him. This morning, and... (laughs) This morning, I would love for you and God wants you to be in a right and proper relationship with Him. This morning, maybe you've never accepted the free gift of salvation. Romans 10, 13 tells us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall, or another way of saying it, will be saved. We back up a couple of verses And it tells us exactly how to call out to the Lord. Tells us what kind of heart that we need to call out to Him. 
Maybe this morning you're here and you've never, you've never called out to Him. You've never asked Him for salvation. You've never asked Him to save your life. The Bible tells us again in First John, or excuse me, maybe you have been saved, born again. You know that you're a child of God. Things just hadn't been right. Maybe you feel the, the pressure of Satan attacking you and, and causing you to, to doubt your salvation. Maybe there, there's been that sin that's come in and, and now those prayers that you once were getting heard and, and, and answered every time you prayed. Maybe there's starting to be a distance. Maybe you feel like your prayers are only hitting the ceilings. I've been there, I know. That's when you cry out. As David did in Psalms 139. Search me. Try me. See if there's any wicked way in me. And I promise you, if you do that with a humbled heart, if you do that with a heart sincere, that God will reveal to you what's hindering your relationship. And this morning, if, if that is you, that you feel like your prayers are not being heard outside these doors, then in 1 John 1.9 tells us that if we confess our sins... That He is faithful and just to cleanse us of all of our sins. Bring us back into that right relationship with Him. I don't know where you're at this morning. I know as, I, as I've read through this and I've studied through this and I've thought through this, especially with, with this important time that's coming up in, in the history of my life, because every time we have an opportunity to reach out to someone else, it's an important opportunity. It's an important part of the history of our lives. That I should be right with the Lord. I should have that pure heart, that humbled heart. This morning, maybe that's you. This altar's open. If you need someone to pray with, I'll be more than happy to pray with you. You don't have to confess your sins to me. That's between you and the Lord. But if you need somebody to walk with you, I will walk with you. I will pray with you. I will go into intercessory for you. And we will go into battle together. Maybe you need to be saved this morning. I'll come up here and I'll talk with you. And I'll show you what the Scripture says about salvation. Maybe you just have some burdens on your heart that you just need to lay at the altar. At the foot of the cross, where only Jesus can carry him. This altar is open. I pray that, that you will seek God's will today. And if he's laying on your heart, come forward, come up. I would love to pray with you this morning. As we get a song together, I ask you. Take this time now. Pray Psalms 139. Search me, O God. See if there's any wicked way within me. And if there is, give it back to Him. Confess it. It is very important that as we enter into this season of Easter, that our hearts be right, our hearts be pure. For as we go out to reach into the community, if we're not right in, inside here, we won't be right inside here, which means we won't be right outside there. Give it to God.
Let go of the petty stuff that we hold on to and give it to God. Regain that fellowship and that relationship. Let us pray. Father, I come before You again, Lord. And I just pray I've spoken the Word the way You would have me speak it this morning, Lord. And Lord, I don't know the hearts of individuals in here, Lord. That's between You and them. But Father, if there's an individual in here this morning that needs to know You, then Father, may today be that day of salvation. Father, if there's sins that we need to confess before You, Father, may, may we let it go at this time, Lord God. Confess it and give it to You. Father, I just pray for Your will to be done. Have Your way, Lord. Have Your way. In Jesus' name, Amen.